Hey, Julie. Hey, Julie. Welcome to Hey, Julie, a podcast about Big Brother. My name is Brett. And I'm Danielle. Oh my gosh, Danielle, we had a triple eviction to talk about. But first, Danielle, you and I have been joking for roughly 30 minutes (laughs) before we even started recording about something. We have some much more important issues to get to on this A Big Brother podcast for casuals. Audience, I don't know if you remember last episode, maybe the episode before that. It was last episode. yeah, well, why don't you explain This what, is really justice happened. for Danny right here. Because okay. last episode, we talked about how Dr. Will moved in to be the neighbor, okay? And I made a very funny joke <laughs> where I said, you know who would have been better? Grover Johnson. And it flew right over Brett's head. Crickets, he, uh, crickets for me. He did not find it funny at all. But... I brought it up again today before before our recording, scheduled recording time. I brought it up and we started talking about Grover Johnson because we still don't understand why Grover Johnson was like the laugh line used by the show, The Neighborhood, airing on CBS, why they chose to use that line as the main promotional line for that sitcom. That's the big punchline. Max Greenfield introduces his son. My, is my son, Grover. And Cedric and the entertainers is like, Grover Johnson? And everyone laughs. <laughs> and we're like, why is this funny? And my guess is because you got this, like, this nerdy white family. And I guess a stretch, like, is Grover Johnson like a like stereotypically African-American name. That would be it. It's not very funny. No. And I don't even know if, and I don't even know if it is. And, but that is my, my one guess is because the whole show is like, it's a black family and a white family living next to each other. Right. Right. And my guess was that he was shocked because he named, I thought it was the same name as the president of the United States, Grover Johnson. And to which I responded, his name was Grover Cleveland. (laughs) Right. So that my theory didn't work either. So then I searched. Oh, go ahead. We're getting getting deeper into this, listener. I I promise you. We'll get to it eventually, the triple eviction. (laughs) Fine. Whatever. Who cares? But. There's, a, there's more to this story. We're, we're diving deeper into Grover Johnson. Today. Yeah. So, so I searched Grover Johnson, the neighborhood, and the second link to pop up was a Reddit thread asking, why is this joke from CVS's The Neighborhood funny? Oh, my God. And in this first link, they pretty much went with Brett's theory, which is that. <laughs> no, no. The person gets it wrong. Oh, sorry. Let me read it. The (laughs) commenter says, it's not funny, but I think the joke is supposed to be that they live in a neighborhood that's always been black. And then you get Grover Johnson, which is an incredibly white name. So that's the opposite of what Brett said. Then someone says, did you mean to write black name? And the poster doubles down and says, I know what I wrote. (laughs) The internet at its best, folks. But then, but then I went. Gets, I was. Not, we go deeper. We go deeper. <laughs> I wasn't satisfied from that answer, so in, I went to another Reddit thread, 
which was what's so funny in the name Grover Johnson. And then we got a, a different answer, which is it sounds similar to Groper Johnson, which would be which funny. Is re- that's really not funny. That's the least funny version so far. But the commenter does say it would be funny for anyone under 13 years old. And then I found that someone made a one hour loop. <laughs> of that joke from the commercial for the neighbors of Cedric the Entertaining saying Grover, Grover Johnson for an hour. So I will tweet that out from our account just so that everyone gets to take in this joy. You know, there are a lot of mysteries, unsolved mysteries online and in real life. And I think we've uncovered a new one. CBS thought they could get away with just having this be like, a joke, and we were all just going to accept that this was a joke that made sense and move on with our lives. Guess what? Two years later, old Danny and Brett are still on the case. We won't let this die. Why is that name supposed to be funny? Why was that joke funny? I mean, I don't, I don't if know. If you have I'm any a, ideas, I'm exhausted. <laughs> please tweet at us. Hey, Julie BB. All right. Should we talk about Big Brother? <laughs> okay. Let's be honest up front. How many episodes of Big Brother did you watch this week, Danielle? Well, I watched one two-hour episode, so I feel that that (laughs) is a lot. (laughs) Honestly, it felt like a lot. I agree with you. I watched the same amount. Again, this is Hey Julie, the podcast for BB casuals who don't like Big Brother. (laughs) Uh, We are no longer claiming to be experts on Big Brother. No. We are only BB casuals now. Yes, and we are... I only watched one episode. I... Saw Cody won HOH on Thursday night. I was like, well, now I'm not watching anymore. Yes. I heard some things. I heard <coughs> David went for the money. I figured on a two-hour episode, we'd get an extra long previously on, and I, I was not disappointed. Yeah, there was no reason to watch Sunday or Wednesday night's episode for me personally. And I do feel like... For your personal game? I Yes, exactly. And I felt, watching the episode last night, the two-hour triple eviction episode last night, I felt angry, stressed, negative. I felt like I was in a toxic environment. So I'm glad that I'm only doing that to myself once a week now instead of three times a week. Many people around the world turned on their television to watch a two-hour live event that made them feel such a thing. Mm. I did that. You and I did that on Thursday night. <laughs> Most other people did it on Tuesday night. Yeah. Uh, wow. Um, I've never really felt angrier and lower on about Big Brother. And like, I've never had less of an opinion about Big Brother than I did after that broadcast last night. That's the thing. That's the tough thing. And this is something I learned in my studies at NYU, where I took a class called Divorce in America, which is all about relationships. Was it about the the Thomas Hayden Church, Sarah Jessica Parker (laughs) joint? HBO show? No. It was before that, kids. I'm dating myself. (laughs) But... The professor, who was a very highfalutin therapist, family therapist, and who who was often a star witness in high-profile divorce cases, he said that the number one thing that no relationship can come back from is apathy. 
And that oh. is what I feel towards BB-22. Oh, my. It's true. I just, like, you said it. I felt, I definitely felt low because as I was watching it last night, I felt a ghost of my former self. Because there was no one to root for. No move mattered to me. No vote mattered. Like, for 10 seconds, I was like, ooh, it'd be fun if Danny won, I guess. But then she didn't, and she left. I'm glad that she stuck it to Christmas as she left, but then really what else was there? I am actually more upset at the actual broadcast. The the The, the triple eviction, the triple of the production of okay. the show. Yes. I, like... People need to be fired as a result of what happened last night. Like, tr- yeah, yeah, that was so bad. I mean, I, so- I don't, I don't think Big Brother is a good show, and I never have. I've always been like, yeah, this is kind of this weird, like, like niche reality show that like I watch and like house like and like housewives in the Midwest or whatever watch. And like when I was when I when this show was. Out in that first iteration, like the B, you know, the BB one through the first BB All Stars generation, like when I was in high school, I worked at a supermarket. I was like a bag boy at a supermarket, <laughs> and I was I bonded with one of the women who was like older than my mom, who was like a cashier because she watched Big Brother, right. and like I would love it would be great if I was like we were working at the same shift, so I could like be bagging at her check stand and we would just talk about Big Brother and mm-hmm. stuff. But the show has never been good. We've been doing this podcast together for four years, something like that. Yeah. And when I recommend it to people, I'm like, I'm always tongue-in-cheek about it. I'm always like, you can listen to the podcast. It's about Big Brother. Big Brother is I, I'm, Big Brother's not a good show. And I very much admit <laughs> that it's like not a good show. If you want to watch a really interesting or, or, or high-quality reality show competition scheming or whatever – Watch Survivor. Right. I don't know. Watch the challenge. I know the challenge scratches a different itch in terms of like drunk people fighting or whatever. The production that happened last night was fucking embarrassing. And I even thought for a second, forgetting who <laughs> the the host was married to, I'm like, does is there someone who like runs CBS who watches <laughs> these shows? I guess. Mr. Mr. Moonves doesn't uh, run CBS anymore, but like when they, Julie is standing in front of a fucking 20 foot wall that says triple eviction and they cut to her and that they cut to her in the house and they didn't think like, oh, would the people see the giant graphics package behind her that says triple eviction? Like that someone needs to get fucking fired. That is horrible. That is like, I've seen high school like theater productions with better production quality than this. I Who mean, is running this fucking show? It is this is so embarrassingly bad. I'm sorry. I've been ranting here. I've been I, no, I know you're trying to I'm jump glad. in here. I think you need to I get am it out. so upset at like what the fuck are we watching? That they even told them in advance, oh, there's you gotta think three steps ahead. And we watched 20 minutes of like Christmas and Tyler sitting in a room and then Enzo and Cody sitting in a room and them all being like three what could three mean oh I don't know like just fucking get to the point or show something else like 
you're doing this amazing thing and you want to keep it a secret from them, except for the fact that you told them three days in advance. And then your stupid, I don't know if it was a director, I don't know if it was a producer, actually accidentally shows them a graphics image that's a, like a, a graphics package that says triple eviction on the screen. Like, get the fuck out of here. This show sucks. I'm yeah. Out. I <clears throat> just one thing to consider. I also thought, honestly, I thought it was funny because I was like, it's what this show deserves. It's what they deserve. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I will cut a little bit of slack in terms of it's COVID-19. People are stressed. People have a lot going on. Um, Things slip through the cracks. But I think we all know that for Big Brother specifically, it's not a COVID-19 thing. <laughs> it's probably no. just that, well, here's the thing. Also, usually they would have the excuse of it being live. It wasn't even live live. It they, wasn't? No, they specifically, like I looked at least, I'm pretty sure I was reading on Hamster Watch or one of those like very yeah. notable Twitter Big Brother presences where it was like, this is not live live. They're taping it a little earlier. I assume so that in case there was any big fuck ups with the triple eviction, they'd be able to edit around it. But little did they know the biggest fuck up was their own fault. And the fact that they saw, oh my God, like we were set to have at least one amusing surprise on the big alliance that no one likes. And we couldn't even have that. Eight fucking times during the episode. We're not going to tell them. We're not going to tell them. And it's like, just fucking tell them. Yeah. Like, why, why all of this secrecy and that they teased and teased and teased and whispered and did little funny voices and shit. Yeah. And then they fucking fell on their face. Good. 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 I mean, not to make this about noted um, pyramid scheme improv classes, but (laughs) that Brett and I both took. But one of the things that they taught in improv is like, you don't start a scene as you're about to jump out of the airplane, going back and forth, like, should we jump? Who's going to do it first? Blah, blah, blah. You start the scene, you already jumped. That's what they should have done with the triple eviction. I don't care about anything. If this is the triple eviction episode, all I want to see is that triple eviction. So just start already. Start. Like, it took forever to get going. And then, of course, once they did it, it was a big flop. Tyler saw the graphics package and everyone saw it. They all realized it dawned on them all. Julie laughed it off. I guess what else could she do? But She's hosting the show. I hope Julie. I hope Julie fucking screamed at someone after after oh, the yeah. show. Like I'm not supportive <laughs> of the kind of workplace that Ellen DeGeneres <laughs> runs yeah, in Los so- Angeles. But I think Julie Chen really, really deserved to fucking chew someone out after. I'm that. actually like, really surprised that we haven't what heard JV bullshit that production was last night. Aren't you a little shocked that we've never had an b- explosive behind-the-scenes look at Julie Chen as a showrunner on VB? I very much think that Julie Chen shows up at exactly the time that she <laughs> needs to show up to get her makeup and hair done and leaves a moment afterwards. Right. Like, I-, I don't think that Julie Chen is like 
really involved with I can't I can't see her as like being involved with the production whereas you have someone like Ellen who's ostensibly a, a stand-up comedian who is doing a talk show that is a comedy show even though it's at two in the afternoon it's yeah. a comedy show it's appeal you know <clears throat> it's it's different than David Letterman or whatever but like there's jokes there's writers and stuff Big Brother has like been on autopilot for so yeah, many years. That's I can't exactly I can't it. imagine Julie Chen like having much of a relationship with the people. Yeah. You know, I've been I was at a, I went to a an eviction during BB twenty. Like I have a question. She she shows up late. Yeah. She I mean she shows up exactly when she needs to show <clears throat> up. She doesn't she doesn't interact with the audience. She no. like literally when like when like they're playing the packages the first half of the episode, she just goes off backstage. She doesn't want fucking she doesn't want anything to do with any of these people. Sure. And you know what? We have a lot of negative shit to say about Julie Chen. I can't blame her. <laughs> yeah, that no, respect. that's fair. That's totally fair. Here's a question. Um about Big Brother. <laughs> <laughs> shit, I forgot what my question was. Um, Grover Cleveland. No, it was along the lines of Grover Cleveland, actually. I believe Grover Cleveland was the first president to serve two terms non-sequentially. He was president. He right. stopped being president. Someone else became president. And then he ran again. He's like, hey, I can run for a second term. And then he won a second and, a second time. And that's the thing. With, with, your- <laughs> with such a rich history like that, he's prime fodder. For a joke <laughs> on CBS is the neighborhood. <laughs> That's why I made that correlation. Oh, here's my question. Speaking of yes. the neighborhood, yes. what was the point of having Dr. Will be there at all? I wrote this down. <laughs> doesn't Dr. Will live in Florida? I doesn't he live in like the OC? Oh, I have no idea. I mean, if he lives in the OC, then yeah, then he can come on his own fucking dime, or maybe they'll get a <laughs> yeah. limo or whatever to pick him up. I thought Doctor Will lived in Miami. I mean, I, maybe I he know. lived in Miami when he was doing Big Brother Two mm-hmm. or whatever. I thought yeah. he was like a. I thought he was a plastic surgeon in Miami or something like that. I, I can't Why be sure. They fly him across the damn country <laughs> to have him tape two thirty-second, essentially clue videos for an HOH competition. It was really annoying. During the pandemic, it feels like a lot of of money and extra work. Yeah, and also, like, it wasn't particularly... Usually when they do those clue things, it's like they have that actor you love and, you know, a flamenco dancer. And they come do a little skit and a dance and there's Uh, all this interesting visual stuff. And so that's what you have to pay attention to. Was she wearing green shoes or blue shoes? Yeah. But for this, it was just... Will, like, it was so visually uninteresting. And... Just felt like such a waste. Why? I just don't like. Also, too, especially if you had to fly him across the country, we have no idea where Dr. Will lives, nor do we care. (laughs) Like, yo, it's the COVID season. Hey, it's your neighbor, Dr. Will. I'm zooming in because I can't. I got to socially distant from you. He could literally have filmed that in his own yard in Miami. Yeah. Like he didn't have to come to the studio. Um. So while we're talking, we're talking about all things Thursday night. We should discuss Julie's outfit. Absolutely. <laughs> so Julie was wearing a sleeveless vest with a that was, I believe, a navy. It wasn't quite black. 
with a t- I thought I was picking up navy vest. Yeah. With a tan thick belt cinching the waist and long trousers that hit at the ankle, giving a perfect view of her shoes, which I'm telling you, I really needed to do some investigation into these because I could not understand them as I was watching on television. They were a clear heel with a black toe. She was also wearing a nude camisole under the vest so as to not show too much cleavage, perhaps, or perhaps to draw attention to the two crosses she was wearing again. She was also, speaking of accessories, wearing a, I believe, red Kabbalah string. And her hair towards the end of the episode was coming <laughs> undone. If you pay attention, she it was like- We were clipped. all coming undone by the end of that episode. It was like clipped in the back. And then it was loosely coming forward like something something got shook. Julie was shook from that episode. This episode was a hodgepodge. It was confused. It was not sexy when it could have been. She shouldn't have worn that camisole. And the the cut of the gaucho pants, I will call them, were not my favorite. This look was a knot. Danielle. I thought it actually had, and I know nothing. I know nothing but my instincts, right? Yeah. You're a woman. You know a lot more about fashion than I do. You know, you know how to dress well. You're a very classy Thank you. woman. Thank you. I'm just a man. Mm. I see what I want, and I know what I want. <laughs> and I thought it had a nice, like... Annie Hall goes to the Navy sort of look. <laughs> I thought it was hot. Wow. I was in on it. No. the It was just confused. And I saw a clip last night. Someone tweeted a clip, I think from BB20, maybe 21 or maybe 20, where Julie's wearing that. It's like a, a tank top that somehow has sleeves and the sleeves were huge <laughs> and furry. That's not what a tank top is. I know. And I was just like, oh, where's that, Julie? That's the Julie this season demands is absolute chaos, Julie. Whereas this is just slightly misses the mark, Julie. Here's the thing. Julie, Julie prepared for tonight to be the the piece de resistance of her <laughs> Of her hosting portfolio, of her hosting career. The first time, a live triple eviction on American Big Brother. She's done the talk. She's done the CBS News or whatever. But she's never done this. She showed up to fucking paint her masterpiece tonight. (laughs) But her fucking director, her technical director, her producers, let her the F down. Next week, she's showing up in pajamas. Yeah, she should. Because if you don't care, I don't care. I would support that. Um, should we talk at all about, like, let's just bing, bang, Eviction. boom. Listen. <laughs> <laughs> let's just no, get through it. Thank you for listening. It's at HeyJulieBB on Twitter. <laughs> bing, bang, boom. Kevin gets evicted. David gets evicted. Danny gets evicted. Right. Anything else? We have nothing to talk about. We have nothing else to talk about. (laughs) Well, I just want to say I thought Kevin's eviction was like kind of nice. His his chat after 
And then David's, I was like, why are we spending so much time talking to him? He is so boring. There is nothing here for me to Talk, be. Oh, we're talking about David or Kevin now? By David. Okay. So you're jumping all around. Well, just because, okay, what happened in between Kevin getting kicked off and David? Okay. They do the Dr. Will HOH. <laughs> Christmas tries to change her answer after it being oh, locked in, and so Julia mad. admonishes her. <laughs> that made it was me so fantastic. Mad. Memphis wins hilariously, nominates Nicole and David. Christmas kills this puzzle thing. And then Nicole takes Christmas aside. In the, the little whatever room. And it's like, you're my number one in this game, which I thought was like, <laughs> I don't even know if I've seen these two people communicate, right. even though I know they're in, a, they're in an alliance together. Yeah. Ostensibly. And then David gets evicted. Yeah. Uh, also, any interest in C Christmas and Tyler voting for Nicole over... And it could have been Enzo was the one people was everyone was getting mad at on Twitter because he had his opportunity. You know, this is very this is this whole season, the beef with this whole season. Enzo on the feeds, not that I watched, but I do remember him being like this. It's like, we got to shake shit up. I'm going to make a big oh, move. He's I'm the gonna. number one guy who does that all the time. Yeah, he says that. And now he has his opportunity. OK, you can get you can get a winner out. But he says, nah, and he votes for Danny. You know, like, I don't, I don't think about that because Enzo's in a very good position. You know who I was thinking, and I kind of spoiled it a little bit. Do you know who the the safest member of the committee is? The committee is the alliance of Memphis, Christmas, Tyler, Nicole, Cody, and uh, Enzo. Danny. Dan Danny. Oh, Danny. Yeah. Do you know who the safest member of that alliance is? Cody. Enzo. Oh. <laughs> Enzo gets... All of the benefit of being in this damn alliance without actually having to be in the With alliance. With none of the effort. <laughs> he like he is the he is protected by Cody, he's protected by Memphis, he's protected by Tyler. He has all this protection. He's not in the damn alliance. And right. they are going after Nicole and 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 uh and Danny, Danny here. Yeah. And like Enzo's just chilling. Enzo is Riding that shit to $500,000. He's going to have to beat out somehow a Tyler and a Cody, who I think he would lose to either of them. He might need to bring along like a Memphis to the final, to the final two right. or a Christmas <laughs> to the final two. But like that dude is chilling till final three. Yeah. The thing is, is as you say this stuff, I'm like, I hate all of them. I don't want to see know, any of I them know. plead their cases. I don't think any of them have actually played that well. Like, yes, at this point, they've all won comps. I hate people who win comps. That's what I've decided. I think winning comps sucks. I don't even care if you're a comp beast. And that's on Christmas. She's turned me against rooting for a comp beast female yeah. because she sucks so much. I just think, like, I know we need the comps, to add dimension to the game. But well, I almost, maybe when we I almost wish maybe we when we do our sorry, we're just talking over each other with the damn lag on uh, on Google Hangouts. So sorry. Yeah. I just wish we didn't have comps. I'm gonna say it. I don't know. Maybe I'll regret it. I was gonna say maybe when we do our refresh and rebuild mm. our teardown 
of BB20, our postmortem. 22. Of BB, yeah, whatever. Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> when we do our postmortem and we, and after the season, we maybe try to think up what, what large structural changes need to come it. to BB22. Maybe one of them is no comps or there is just a spinning wheel that just says the HOH is whoever and it is truly random every time. And there is no skill <gasps> That would involved. be so funny. We need infrastructure that would be, week. <laughs> there would be more... This season would have been more interesting if the competitions were just randomly... The, the winners of the competitions were just randomly assigned. Instead yeah. of going to the same four people. A million percent. Wow. Honestly, you just fixed Big Brother. Yes. <laughs> well, yeah, there's like a there's like a little spinny wheel and they got and everyone's name is on it. And instead of doing this whole thing where it's like our boy Krista Joseph comes out with the flamenco <laughs> yeah. dancer and they like they ask a que question or whatever, there's a spinny wheel and Julie comes out and she spins the wheel and it's a little wheel of fortune and it just says a spin and a little, <laughs> little paddle and it goes <laughs> All right, David, you're the HOH. I would love that, actually. And you know what? Chris to Joseph. Spin that wheel. Come on down. You're the price is right. Chris to Joseph. He should guest star on The Neighborhood. Chris to Joseph should meet Grover Johnson. He's Grover Cleveland. <laughs> um, listen, uh, what else is there to talk about? We got a lot of questions. Hold on. We okay. haven't even gotten there. <laughs> Are you trying to get out of here? You no, to do? I'm just frustrated by this actual show. I'm like, I hate Christmas. I don't, like, I, I don't like her. There's so much shit to talk about. Okay, go ahead. Everyone on this show makes me angry. Everything that happens on this show is annoying. I know, but we have to talk about it. After okay. David's evicted, in that moment between when he goes and they're waiting for his picture to turn <laughs> black and white, Dave, Memphis is like... I appreciate that. Like to everyone, like basically thanking them for voting David. I appreciate that. It only took, uh, it only took me till a, like, he's like, I appreciate that. It only took me since week two to get him out. As if David were <laughs> the toughest competitor right. or the hardest, that was the hardest to get out. Like David won one power comp that saved him. It's like on a week that Danny was the HOH anyways, like Memphis's Axe to grind with David has been so weird and culminating so weird. in this thing. Like Memphis has been desperately trying to get David out for two weeks. What an asshole. Also, Go just wanna okay, restaurant. fine. One other little thing I want to flag about when David got evicted. He left the Big Brother house and yet he did not enter the stage for a couple minutes. Like a very pregnant pause. He just stayed in between those two doors. Living <laughs> he, in purgatory. He, he wasn't sure what to do, I don't think. So he was just hanging out in the in-between. Like, Julie, I'm pretty sure I'd be like, David, come <laughs> on. <laughs> so, okay, we're, we're past the David stuff. His his interview was about as as um, as easygoing as a as a first job interview. Uh, oh. it, was, it was a bit rough. Um, unless there's questions about it, I, we do need to talk about the end of Danny. Yes. Here. Okay. Because she's the only person who we've had our, we've had our moments throughout the season. It's not like she was playing a great game, but she, I believe could have been a much more interesting player and had a lot more to give than this season allowed. I actually think Danny is an all-star. Yes, I agree. 
And I think, unlike, and I can't say that for a lot of people on this season, I think she's a true all-star. I think she just, she just went out with a whimper, unfortunately. I mean, I enjoyed her, her speeches. I enjoyed that she didn't hug Christmas. Oh, yeah. I think Danny's very real. I like her. I very much, even though I I disagreed and didn't really like rooting for the side, I didn't want to root for the side that she was on for most right. of the game. Um, I respect her desire to be real and bring that realness to the television broadcast, whether it's in the DR or how she just talks shit about everybody behind their backs. Yeah, and stuff. I like it's that. Like, we had this moment that I just mentioned where Memphis was like, oh, it took me since week two to get him out. Like, David is this fucking puppet master. But when Danny's evicted, Tyler is like, wow, that was the hardest person I've ever played against. Right. And, and I, I love that he said Danny, that. And he's right. Because, like, she was doing all she could to fucking just paper cut Tyler for the last two weeks. And you know what? I respect that rivalry and I respect Tyler doing that move. And I also respect and I'm glad that Ty, that Danny admitted because if she didn't admit it, I was going to go off on another rant here. We said this two or three weeks ago. The moment the, the fulcrum of the game was when Ian and Tyler were nominated and Nicole and Danny decided to keep Tyler around. And you know who wouldn't you know who wouldn't be there to to win HOH and win veto and evict you, Danny, Tyler. Yeah. And Nicole, Nicole's not winning this game. Clip that out, whatever. Send it to me when she does. But like, she's on the outs. Like, she made a conscious decision. She and Danny made a conscious decision during that week to not go with Davon, to not flip the house against, to flip the numbers against the committee. You could have got out Tyler. You didn't. You got out Ian. And yeah. now Danny paid the price for it. And if not this week, then next week, as long as she doesn't win an HOH, like Nicole will be paying the price for it. Nicole is not going to make it to final. Th- I don't think Nicole's even going to make it to final three. It's over. She was nominated twice. She's going to continue to be nominated in throughout the rest of the season until she's gone. Well, that may all be true. I know you said a long time ago that you've always been saying that Cody's going to win this game. It seems all but inevitable now. Um, but just quickly still on Danny and Tyler, I also really loved that he said that about her as she left. And I especially yeah. love it because she didn't hug Christmas. Christmas made a snide remark. Danny hit her back before leaving. And then Tyler said, Danny is the greatest player I've ever played this game against. Now, everyone knows that when someone you love and respect compliments someone who you hate, who just wronged you, (laughs) there's nothing more painful than that. And I could see a little bit of Christmas's disgusting facade splinter in that moment. And that made me like Tyler for a little bit. It's like why you hate when I compliment the my other uh, podcast host that I that uh, I podcast about. Yeah, it upsets po- me. I podcast about Celebrity Big Brother UK with, <laughs> with, another, with another woman I did improv with ten years ago. And, and they're and my I compliment, and they're my yeah. enemy. And they, yeah, yeah exactly. Then no, it's, it was just so perfect. Um, and I liked Danny's interview with Julie. I thought she was honest, saying like. 
her game wasn't that good. Clearly they're playing better than her. And um, I liked that she called out Tyler for wanting to go home because I don't know if that was ever really given enough of a spotlight when it really drove his gameplay for like two weeks. So, so I'm glad she called that out. I think, I actually think Danny's not going to be that much of a bitter juror. Um, it depends. I mean, depends if (laughs) Christmas Christmas. is in the final two. (laughs) If she, if Christmas is in the final two, I hope she is bitter. If not, I, I think Danny's pretty like, once she gets some space from the game, she'll be like, as we said, she's real. So I think she'll, she'll either be like, no, they got the best of me. All right. I'll vote for them. Or she'll be like, you know what? I'm, I am bitter. So I'm going to vote as a bitter juror. And either way is amusing. I mean, when you're voted out unanimously, you don't have an opportunity to be a bitter juror really, because like, it's not like some people were nice to you and some people weren't like, right. The, like obviously she'll vote for Nicole if Nicole is there, but like everyone else, everyone else got got her out. Like, Here's a question: yeah. What was the point of Tyler? Because right before, after he wins HOH, he and Danny are in a room together. She's like, "I promise, I'm not coming after you. I want to work with you. I'm not coming after you." And he's like, "Yes, great, totally." And then immediately puts her up. Like, what was the point of? Why not just be like, "Listen, sorry, you know what it is. You're going up." Why? What's the point of not that doing that? That was so awkward. I just don't I mean, like, it's, it's. Is there. Like, like, what's the benefit of doing that instead of just I, saying, yeah, you're going up. I w- wondered, and someone who knows more than us, again, we're just casuals. Yeah. I wondered if there was a rule against saying that to That's people. stupid. <laughs> like, because. Like you can, like, I don't know. I feel like people say it like when there's, when they, when they're a pawn or whatever, but when someone's like the target, I don't know. Like it, it was, that was so awkward to watch. Yeah. I mean, I, like those, those are honestly have become the, the best moments of these evictions because the parts where production is like organizing things as we've uh, discussed never seem to go right. That's another thing. Um, okay. Yeah. Production wise that we should, I guess, chat about a little bit. The fact that, Oh my gosh, triple eviction, never been done before. Three weeks worth of gameplay in one night. How exciting. They've been prepping this all season. Like in their pre-production meeting, they mapped out the season. They said, heads up, everyone. For the first time ever, we're doing a triple eviction. So let's start planning and making sure that 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 night is the most exciting night in all of Big Brother history. And the people who plan the comps said, yes. You know how we're going to do that? We're going to have the same two comps. We're going to use the same fucking comp over and over again. Why do they do that? I I get that it's hard. I understand space is a bit of an issue. Sure. Right? And if you want to do two quiz comps, sure. That's fine. But these two like baby balance beam vetoes were like a bit lame. Except for when... (laughs) <laughs> Nicole face planted. Oh my god, that looked horrible. That looked really painful. <laughs> that sucked. You could see her soul escape. But her how body. happy was I when Christmas fell? Um, I didn't see Christmas fall. Like, it seemed like hers was like much more subtle and less. Yeah. <laughs> Nicole really ate shit. Less just, of a like, karma moment for for America than yeah. Nicole. And granted, the biggest karma moment from America was was hours away. Oh. 
hours away in the deep of the night. I know we haven't even talked about the fact that Trump has coronavirus. This is a party episode. We're, we're depressed because of Big Brother, but we're actually both in great moods because of Trump having coronavirus. I'm, I'm not quite grave dancing yet. I'm afraid for our guy, for our guy Joe. Yeah, I know. Who was in um, a room with him a couple of days ago? Isn't it crazy? The house guests have no idea that Donald Trump is going to die from coronavirus. That's going to be, dude. So. <laughs> It says at the be- so she says at the beginning. Uh, Julie says at the beginning of the episode, and then at the get at the end to the house guests, as if the house guests have any fucking idea what day it is. The finale is on Wednesday, October twenty eighth. Danielle, it's October second right now. I know. Do you have another month? I, I can mean, you now that twenty six days. Now that we only watch one episode a week and watch <laughs> and do one episode, yes, I have it in me. I can handle that. But when she said that, I was shocked. I was like, "Oh my god, how is that possible?" And when someone like I, I forget who it was, maybe it was Tyler. Tyler was like, "Wow, there are so few people here." I was like, "There's still eight of you. <laughs> there are so many of <laughs> there's you. There's six, and there's four more weeks left. Like, don't they do shit towards the end where like they kind of get like once they get to final four, they kind of they kind of breeze through it in like a week, and they kind of do a little bit. They do like one extra eviction in the middle of the week. Like, why are we spreading this out? But yeah, these people are going to come out, and it's going to be like. Ruth Bader Ginsburg is dead. Yeah. Borat is back. Um, <laughs> Joe Biden is dead. Donald Trump is on a is on a ventilator. Yeah. Uh, um, what else is going on? Uh, Jude Law is doing a is is on is on HBO. He's doing Jude Law is doing more TV. All sorts of crazy shit's going on. There's another Richard Jewell. There's just yeah. So there's much. a second Richard Jewell show. <laughs> There's a lot going on. I can't imagine. It must be the weirdest thing to go into that show. Oh, my God. And to come out to a totally different world. Oh, and everyone hates you. Yeah, and everyone hates you and tried to ruin your job and get you fired. <laughs> and, like, TMZ yeah. wrote articles about you. Yeah, Nicole, your wedding in uh, Barbados. Uh, it's been rescheduled <laughs> to the Hampton Inn in uh, northwest Detroit. Like, you couldn't pay me enough to go on this show. Not when you break it down like that. Plus, you have, like, forever lasting psychological damage and trauma. Oh, my God. Well, Um, that's why these people are going back is because the damage is set in. Yeah. So, listen, now we need to start. We did have a lot of questions, so we do need to start getting them. I'm so sorry, Danielle. I just, like... The episodes make me mad, and the questions from our listeners make me happy. So I want to go to my happy place. Let's go. Okay. Was there anything else about the episodes that you felt we needed? Oh, one thing I just want to say is actually about the episodes. Julie Chen didn't give us a sign-off. Julie Chen was shooketh. We know that. She was, and her hair was a mess. I'm telling you guys, go watch and see how her hair started that night and how it looked towards the end. Because you know why she didn't give a sign-off? Because her sign-off is usually like, be kind to others. And she was going to tear someone's asshole yeah. in the production truck. She was ready. Um, she's, she's like, I can't live by it this week, so I'm not even going to do it. I have a great question from Lil Duck. Oh. I know it's far too late now, but I can't help but wonder, do you think we could have had the cutthroat gameplay of our dreams if they gave the All-Stars what they really wanted and made the grand prize a signed copy of Angela's plan-based cookbook? Oh, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Great question. From the, the plant based cooked cook is nine ninety nine on on the Kindle store, right? But with that signature, 
I don't know if you remember the old MasterCard commercials, but that's priceless. Oh, it is priceless. Um, from MRAP2, thoughts on how they did the triple eviction. In BB Canada, they make the first HOH nominate three people and everyone votes for the one person they want to stay. That's interesting. Yeah, we should do that. Yeah. Why don't we take that idea? Uh, we got to actually- so they do it in one. So they do that in one hour then and it's just like uh, whoever- Two people are evicted at the same time, it sounds like, rather than doing the full week twice. Right. That's fun, I think. It's different. Um, we Less got- opportunities to make a fucking horrible mistake and show the, all the fucking yeah, exactly. house guests what you're planning on doing. Um, idiots. We got a couple questions like this also from but, at, but First Big Bro. General thoughts on the triple. Do you want it to make a comeback next season? And if so, where in the season towards the beginning or where it was last night? So how can they bring it back when it was such an absolute flop? How can they bring it back? They should make it, they should have made it eight hours long and literally just kept evicting people. Yeah, exactly. Keep it, an eight person eviction night would have been so epic. From Digi Cho, what were some better ways they could have used Dr. Will? Dr. Will performs surgery mm. on everyone. Or maybe like the veto is like, you know, the game operation <gasps> where you got to get the little funny bone out and you hit the little buzzer and it shakes and the oh my guy's gosh. nose lights up. Operation. I the love veto that. comp. I love that. But it's cleared legally. Just have, just replace Zingbot with Dr. Will. Hasn't, wasn't that like an idea people wanted for a yeah. while? Yeah. Instead of having that weird robot. Just have that, like, nobody can actually, actually hear. Yeah. Just have an actually mean person come in the <laughs> yeah. house. Just have Dave on. You know what? Just have Dave on come back. Yeah. Just have Dave on. She doesn't come back as a contestant. She watches the season. And then on BB23, she comes in and she's just like, Georgie, you're a fucking ugly idiot. <laughs> Zing. Zing. Poor Georgie. Um, poor Georgie, I know. Uh, at Caldea, perhaps a pros and cons list of even continuing to watch at this point. Some of the savage BB alum tweets the last week or Thursday. Oh, because this is what I said. I, I tweeted, like, what should we even talk about? So these are Kelly's suggestions. Pros and cons list. Read out some of the savage BB alum tweets last week. Julie's terrible. Third Reich adjacent outfit choice her shoes production not even not being able to put on one live show without some glitch kelly you're right there was a lot to talk about actually as we learned um and then oh this is nice from lil duck don't she doesn't really care what we talk about preferably anything non-bb related because she's just a fan of the pod well the first 20 minutes were just for you (laughs) From Spooky, from Spooky Sean, who is Hey Julie rooting for to win? I'm getting paranoid. Brett might manifest a Christmas win. I mean, this is 2020. (laughs) This is 2020, people. Let's not lose sight. It is very possible (laughs) that Christmas Abbott wins all stars. Julie said, y'all have a one in six chance of winning the half million dollars. At the moment, I know this is absolutely polarizing and controversial, but I'm rooting for Nicole Franzel to win. She's the underdog at this point. She's the person who's worth rooting for. People I, are going to come around on Franzel because she's she's in this position where she's going to be 
she's going to have to do what she was doing in, you know, the end of BB 16 for a bit where she's like, it's her versus this house full of guys and shit. That's what's going on. Uh, who am I rooting for? Christmas is repulsive, but for the lols on this podcast, I very much want her to win. Um, who honestly, like, I guess like Tyler and like, Enzo, Enzo and like in France a bit, I guess. If I had a rank, if I had to rank them, I would say like Tyler, Enzo, and Franzel would be in the top three. Cody, Memphis, and Christmas, absolutely not. I find pretty despicable yeah. people. No, I would be, yeah, I would be fine with Tyler or Nicole winning. Everyone else, I will consider just a perfect representation of 2020 um it's gonna be it's gonna be fucking christmas <laughs> god i'm so upset at phil of nine set said here are some other topics to talk about aliens versus predator pizza hut versus Domino's, tenant versus ww 1984 oh wonder woman 1984 neither and, of those movies have come out yet isn't tenant out tenant came out oh. and flopped that's because you can't go to a movie theater without dying. I know. I know. In Canada, you guys haven't had coronavirus for fucking six months. <laughs> so maybe, did you see Tenet, Danielle? Hell no! I don't want to see that movie. Oh, we you don't like Christopher, Christopher Nolan. Nolan movies? I love. I love Nolan. I'm. I'm gonna be checking out Tenet when it comes out. But like, there's. No, I live out. in California, man. I'm not on Apple TV. You're going to pay $20 to rent. I'm going to pay $20 to rent that movie. I'm going to turn off all the lights and turn off the sound bar. I'm going to get some Whoppers. <laughs> Whoppers. Um, from Mark42922889, how much can you trust the sociopathic Tyler? Can Tyler trust Tyler? Will Nicole need another nose job after that dive? Will the meow meow take out the little rat Nicole after he pussied out? How racist everyone is. Julian are jokes. The absurd amount of medication commercials we had to see. Why they had to have the exact same cosmos throughout the night. How Brett would have made this season so much better. Those are all topics we could discuss. I love Which that he Brett? finds I love that he finds Tyler sociopathic. I think he meant you, Brett. Remember when we were uh, remember when we were so much more innocent and we thought it was gonna be a regular no. season? We were like, Brett, you should try out. They I mean they were fielding uh, you know, tapes from normal people. Yeah. I'm not hot. I'm not hot enough to be on Big Brother at my age. Oh, please. I need Don't. to be I need to reach Cliff Hogg levels of yeah. of age because then, but then I wouldn't win. Like I don't, I wouldn't go on if I was like an older man. I'm probably too old to go on Big Brother now. Oh gosh, George. How would sings. you feel? Oh sorry. Well, how would you feel if Memphis won? I'd be like, this is lame. That's. I think that's a possible scenario too. Like, yeah, of course it is. I think it's very strong possibility. I just think it's incredibly lame. I tweeted this and I probably have said this on the show before. None of these people like each other. None of them have any chemistry with each other. The show is such a slog to watch. Like at least Memphis and Dan had some sort of like relationship that was somewhat amusing. I remember like watching and obviously I liked Dan the most and I liked Keisha and I liked, I loved Rennie, <laughs> Rennie Stan. Rennie Stan. <laughs> <laughs> but like, 
like Dan made him tolerable, right? And now he doesn't have him. There's no one to make him tolerable. There's no one to make a lot of these people tolerable. They're all just lame. Only 26 more days, Danielle. Yeah. From George (laughs) Sings 96. If you were in Julie's shoes when the secret of the triple got ruined, would you still try to keep it a surprise or just be like, yes, it's a triple. I know it's a triple. I know if I was her, I would be like, forget it. Keep it a secret. And told those insects, yes, it is a triple. So this comment, this question went all through through many paces. Um, <laughs> if I was in Julie's shoes, I would be so pissed. I would be absolutely. I would. I would just. I would throw a tantrum. You'd be reading about my tantrum the next day in the Hollywood Reporter, baby. Anonymous people would be giving tips like Danielle tries to act like she's so nice and Canadian, but really after the show, she ripped our heads off. She threatened to fire all of us. She was more like a Quebecois <laughs> than a <laughs> than a Saskatchewan. Um, Jill Jam June wants to know. Name one thing you love doing more than Nicole F. loves adjusting her bun on live TV. That bun is her trademark. <laughs> it is her trademark. It is. Um, not watching Big Brother. I mean, she was doing it a lot last night. But here's the thing, guys. I'm. You can probably tell I'm team Nicole now. I even tweeted <laughs> last night. I said but, this out loud but. as I was watching last night. That's how much of a casual I am. They showed Nicole for the first time in the episode, and I said it out loud to my husband, oh, she's cute, isn't she? Nicole's charisma has reached in me. The, in the galaxy brain diagram of, like, different levels of, of like, just the first galaxy brain, or, like, the putting on clown makeup meme. <laughs> us reaching us now becoming Franzel fans I know. is the final level of becoming the BB casual. Like <laughs> yes, the first level, the first level is like, oh, I only watch Thursdays. The second level is like, oh, I don't subscribe to be, I don't watch the live feeds. The third level is like, Nicole Franzel should win. I think she's cute. It's It really is like we have reached the zenith. I mean, She's she's gotten me. She got me. What can I say? She got him. Um, Hell's Bales has a thought. Do you think it would spice Thank things you. up on BB if they did like Survivor and cast family members? They got to do something instead of casting all beautiful people that just gang up on the other side of the house. I hear this. Um, I actually wouldn't mind like a teams, another teams season, but there's no guarantee that those teams wouldn't be hot and gang up on the non-hots. Yeah, I mean, as you could guarantee that the teams were all ugly. But, like, yeah, I mean, we did this a bunch in previous seasons. I mean, isn't that – I mean, I mean, I think the thing with that season with, with Danny Donato was, like, they were estranged family right. members. Right, like it was – You know? Yeah. And then you had, like, Nicobus and Cowboy who were brother and sister but didn't know it. <laughs> That's so crazy. <laughs> that was great. How did, how did we accomplish that in 2004 <laughs> when the internet was, like, barely a thing? Like, yeah, I mean, obviously it was a thing. But, like, there wasn't Facebook. There wasn't Ancestry.com. How the fuck do you find people who are auditioning for a reality show and, like, yo, you spit in this cup. We got to see if you're uh, tangentially related. Yeah, I I don't know, but I feel like they used to put a lot more heart into it. I I watched this clip that it probably was on Reddit or something of Janelle's first season where it was all it was the girls of the friendship talking about how much they hated Janelle and how they were so much better than her. And then they cut to Yvette's girlfriend 
like films at her home saying like, oh, I like Janelle. <laughs> I actually <laughs> think she's pretty cool. <laughs> like, like that kind of pro- like a fabulous producer mindset just doesn't seem to apply to current day Big Brother. They're they're such on fucking they're they're so on autopilot and it's yeah. like they're worse than autopilot. It's drunk pilot. <laughs> yeah, and I just want to give a shout out because I I think other people noticed that Julie hates Danny. <laughs> oh. This is a theme that I've noticed throughout the season. Apparently, she all <laughs> Julie said Danny seems like the type that would turn on her good friend. <laughs> That's why Danny's a great big brother. Yeah, and if exactly. Julie can't recognize it, then Danny, can you hear her. me? Who did you vote for? <laughs> <laughs> Guys. Oh, and then finally from Matt Giesbrecht. Can I just fill you in that BB Canada does triples way better? One normal eviction to start. The next HOH nominates three, and then the house guest supposed to save one person, the other two leave. Yes, everyone's saying that Big Brother Canada is the tits and you know i hear it loud and clear especially because now i get served all of the bb canada commercials in between bb us and honestly it looks very fun so just stay tuned we might just be doing oh god hey julie are they goes talking north about talking about something where i'll be a casual are they doing um are they talking about bb canada on the streets up there not yet because i think they're probably oh, still casting mm-hmm. <laughs> but this might be my new thing. I don't know. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. Guys, that's it for our questions and comments. Thank you so much for sending them in. They were all really good. And we got a ton throughout the week and last night and today. So thank you for that. We appreciate it. We've got a whole month left. <laughs> Big Brother 22. Oh, gosh. Can you, it, believe it or not. So we're getting there. We'll miss it when it's gone. I mean, eventually, like... We're just going to have to talk about Tenet. Eventually. And, and uh, the Borat movie. <laughs> Which and I did watch. Aaron Sorkin Borat movie. Oh, my God. Aaron Sorkin just is licking his lips thinking about how he's going to write the movie version of 2020. Oh, my God. From the perspective of a journalist who's divorced, a divorced older man. Who for some reason he's got a he's got a drug problem, but he's still catnip to younger ladies. Maybe like Ruffalo? <laughs> Can yeah. Ruffalo walk and talk? Sorkin wishes. No, Ruffalo's way too hot for this. It's gonna be <laughs> a, it's just gonna be like this is absolutely me. It's gonna be like William H. Macy. <laughs> oh, Bill Macy. Bill Macy would be good. Feels like maybe Bill Macy would was like in an episode of the West Wing as like a junior senator from Rhode Island asking right. about like there's an oil spill off the coast of Rhode Island. I need the president's help. <laughs> I like that. Um, guys, thank you. Thank you for joining us. I think that's it. I think that's it. I mean, if you if any of you guys get down to the 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 meat and uh, find, you know, why Grover Johnson is funny, <laughs> just hit us up on Twitter at hey Julie BB. We're there uh, all you know, week. We're, we're there all week. We're tweeting and um <laughs> Thank you so much. We'll see you next time. Bye Julie. Bye Julie.